Welkom bij dit congresjournaal van het Nederlands Tijdschrift voor Oncologie. In deze podcastserie brengen wij samen met toonaangevende opinieleiders de highlights van internationale medische congressen direct naar uw spreekkamer. Hallo en welkom bij deze podcast. Met me today is Dr. Erika Meijer. Welkom, Dr. Meijer, en dank u heel erg voor uw tijd. Jumping straight into it, what is the, the rationale to combine a CDK4 or 6 inhibitor with standard endocrine therapy in the adjuvant treatment uh, of patients with hormone receptor positive early breast cancer? Thanks very much. So uh, over the past several years, the class of medications called CDK4-6 inhibitors have uh, entered the clinical space and become pivotal agents in the management of metastatic hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. We know from multiple studies that the addition of these agents improves both progression-free as well as overall survival in the first line and pretreated settings. If a medication works in the metastatic setting and is tolerable, then there is great interest in moving it earlier in breast cancer management into the adjuvant or curative setting where the addition of a novel agent has the potential to improve outcomes for patients with breast cancer and, and improve our ability to cure the disease. And, and how did the, the palbocilcib endocrine therapy combination perform in the phase three PALACE trial in terms of efficacy? So the, the phase three global PALACE trial is a randomized open label trial in which patients with stage two or three hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer were randomized to receive their standard ongoing adjuvant endocrine therapy either alone or with the addition of a planned two years of palbociclib therapy. The trial was uh, initiated in 2015 and met accrual of close to 6,000 patients within three years. This was a massive global effort with uh, the trial open at over 400 sites in 21 countries around the globe. And it is a collaboration amongst multiple cooperative breast cancer research groups um, in collaboration with funding from Pfizer. Um, the uh, patients were closely monitored, and uh, there are two interim analyses that were built into the design of the trial. The second interim analysis, which contained boundaries for both efficacy and futility, was triggered in January 2020. At that time, when the results were analyzed for the primary endpoint of invasive disease-free survival, the futility boundary was crossed, indicating that the addition of palbociclib did not significantly improve invasive disease-free survival in these patients compared to taking adjuvant endocrine therapy alone. We have an independent data monitoring committee uh, who reviewed these results and recommended that patients receiving palbociclib should stop the agent and move to uh, their standard ongoing adjuvant endocrine therapy alone and continue follow-up of all patients. And this is what we have done. So the overall results from the study do not support the use of palbociclib in the adjuvant setting at this time. The experience with palbociclib in the metastatic setting um, shows that neutropenia is the main toxicity concern with this agent. Was this also the case with the adjuvant setting as well? Yes. The, the uh, primary toxicity of palbociclib is uh, uncomplicated neutropenia. It is very common for patients to experience neutropenia. However, it is quite uncommon for that to be associated with serious infections, thankfully. 
uh, in the palace trial, similar to the metastatic setting, there were similar rates of uncomplicated neutropenia. However, rates of serious infections were similarly very low. Overall, there were no new safety signals seen in the palace trial compared to what is known from the, ad- from the metastatic setting. And, and when using a drug in the adjuvant setting, um, safeguarding quality of life is always an important objective. Um, did the palace provide any insights in this respect? Thank you. That's a very important point. So uh, the palace trial has several components. Um, one component is the primary uh, clinical piece, which is what is being reported at ESMO this year. There is also a very large trans-palace program, which is evaluating both uh, laboratory translational science as well as a clinical science program. In the laboratory science program, I would point out that eligibility required uh, a patient to have a tissue block, a tumor tissue block submitted to a central biorepository in order to be eligible. This means that at this point in time, we have an incredible 6,000 patient tumor blocks and tens of thousands of blood samples. And we are just getting started with a very comprehensive analysis of all of these materials to help us better understand uh, the experience and and biomarkers um, and uh, other scientific underpinnings of CDK4-6 inhibition and exposure, as well as our general understanding of hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. In the clinical science portion of TransPalace, there was an extensive uh, collection of quality of life and patient-reported outcomes, as well as a very deep dive into adherence to oral therapy. The teams for both of these arms of TransPalace are very actively at work now analyzing data, although we await um, uh, further maturation of the data from Palace before we will be able to uh, present this data fully. And we hope this is something that we will see within uh, the next year or two. Okay. And keeping this data in mind, do you think that the CDK4 or 6 inhibitors will move to an earlier stage in the treatment paradigm for patients with hormone receptor positive breast cancer? Well, at ESMO this year, there are two trials being presented with um, uh, looking at the uh, activity of CDK4-6 inhibitors in the adjuvant setting. There's PALIS and there's the Monarch E study, which uses the agent of amacyclib. These trials have disparate results. However, the reasons for this are not clear at this time. Overall, I would say that both of these trials are uh, looking at results in patients at a very early follow-up time. And um, this is an overall very early look at the data. Um, it's well established that hormone receptor positive breast cancer has a very long natural history. And uh, my opinion is that I, I would like to see all of this data mature further uh, so that we have a truly comprehensive understanding of the full impact of CDK4-6 inhibitors in the adjuvant setting. And once again, Dr. Mayer, thank you very much for your time and for your scientific insight as well. We hope that this podcast was waardevol for you. Check onze website en tv.nl voor andere interviews in deze serie.